Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. You got to believe in yourself and understand that if God gives you a vision, he's behind you and he's going to get you through to help you achieve that vision. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Marshall Sykes. Marshall is joining us from Houston, Texas. He is the president and owner of Capitano Investing Group, which focuses on multifamily real estate syndications with 100 plus units. He's the GP of over 2,600 units across 13 properties, valued at $330 million in assets under management. He's an LP in nearly every property that he has raised in. Marshall, can you give us a little bit more info about your background and what you're currently focused on? Yeah, Slocum, thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. I grew up actually in a real estate investing family. My dad retired from the army and had decided he wanted to do real estate. And him and my mom would build two houses at a time and keep one as a rental and then sell one to live off of. So I kind of learned that growing up a little bit. When I was in my high school years, I helped them build houses. In fact, we built a multifamily fourplex as well. So I kind of put that in the back burner. I went to engineering school, 
went in the Navy as a civil engineer corps officer, and I started doing construction, built and maintained military bases, basically. And one of the big projects I had was a uh, building 10,000 barracks units at Camp Pendleton in Southern California. And that kind of got my mind thinking about multifamily real estate as well. And I'd already had 10 units of single family homes already in my portfolio as rentals, but I kind of wanted to get in multifamily. But at the time, I really didn't understand how to do that. And syndications really weren't big at that time. So I kind of put that in the back burner and then I started learning about syndications. Marshall, when did you say that was? That was back in 2009. Cool. So you were doing the single family rental game, but it sounds like you learned from your parents leading into the Great Recession. And then during or a little after the Great Recession, based on your experience building and maintaining naval bases, you thought to get into multifamily? Right. When did you start syndicating? Well, I started as an LP investor three years ago, did about five different investments as an LP, learned the language, how things worked in syndications. And then I felt comfortable enough to go in as a GP. As a general partner, I started back in June of last year. So I've only been, as a general partner, only 14 months. And in those last 14 months, you've acquired over 2,600 units. You've been busy. I've been busy. It's been a very fast upward progression, but I was ready for it. I had a construction management background, project management background. So I understood the real estate game and I was really wanting to go full time into it. And I had already stopped working as a W-2 employee. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go for it. I joined a coaching program. It allows me to partner fast with others within my coaching program. So it's been a very good experience so far. Which coaching program are you in? I'm in Think Multifamily with Mark Kenny. Nice. I hear a lot of good things about Think. They're in Texas. They're in Dallas. That's right. Or North Dallas. Marshall, 2,600 plus units focusing on a market segment of properties of 100 plus units is highly competitive. You started 14 months ago. You got into a great mastermind, Think Multifamily. It sounds like these have been joint venture deals. Is that correct? That's right. Usually there are five to six general partners on the deal at least. Nice. So within your general partnerships, Marshall, what's the unique skill or strength that you are bringing to these partnerships? That's a great question because originally when I joined the mastermind, I thought I'll probably be the lead in these because I know a lot about construction management, take over property. You do a lot of renovations the first couple of years. I thought that would be my niche, but Actually, I started out doing capital raising, and I really enjoyed that part of it. I really enjoyed the networking piece of it, of talking to people that I have within my own network over my 30-year career and telling them about multifamily and about syndication investing. So I've really focused on that piece as well as providing risk capital and performing due diligence. And I do a little bit of the asset management as well. Gotcha. Okay. So... It's interesting to hear that you say you're not using your construction management background as much. Is that where you end up playing into asset management with regards to the execution of your team's business plan? Are you involved in the oversight of contractors, building out the renovation plans, any of that stuff? Well, I did that in the Navy for sure. 
I did the asset management piece, construction management, and contracting management is what our three focus areas were. I advise a little bit with my general partners on that, but they mainly do the day-to-day along with our third-party property manager. Gotcha. So, Marshall, we are recording in late July 2022. The property values, at least, cap rates seem like they might start doing interesting things here soon. For those listeners listening well into the future, we're experiencing some interest rate volatility with our debt. We're also in a time when people who have been involved in apartment syndications for the last few years have seen some pretty high equity multiples return to them. So we have kind of a convergence of factors coming at us, Marshall, where you would think that there are a lot of people who want to pull back from apartment investing. And at the same time, there are a lot of people who have capital they want to get deployed. In the situation that we find ourselves in, what's your experience been just the last few months here, 2022? I think that definitely some concern about rising interest rates and other factors in the multifamily space. I do see that there are less competitors going after properties right now. Instead of 30 buyers bidding on a property, you might find five or so. So I think it's a little easier to work with brokers. And I think brokers will reach out to us a little bit more as well. So that's one thing. I do think that rising interest rates, it's going to be harder for folks to buy single family homes. So they're going to want to rent. So the rent occupancy levels, I see that they're well in the 90% range for most of the markets that we're looking at. So I feel like it's still a good time to buy. We use our conservative underwriting, of course, to make sure that we understand the markets and understand what we're getting into when we buy a property. Marshall, I get a lot of what you're saying about the housing market being affected, apartment investing remaining strong through economically turbulent times. I didn't ask earlier, which markets are you guys currently focused on? I'm not asking where you bought in 2021. I'm talking about right now, you guys are analyzing deals and writing offers against lesser competition. You're writing your LOIs in what markets right now? Jacksonville, Florida, in Atlanta. And then we wrote one that we were unsuccessful on in Columbia, South Carolina. So it's say the Southeast markets right now. What is it that you're seeing in the Southeast that compels you guys to invest there, given what's going on in the economy right now? Yeah, the things I look for are a market that has a lot of population and things are happening in that market. So something with a lot of population growth over the last five years, over the next five years, something with high job growth, as well as jobs that are above average median income types of jobs. With the stuff that you guys are taking down right now, I know you said you are involved in some degree with the asset management, but also in sharing the business plan and the investing opportunity as a whole with your investors, Marshall. There are a lot of syndicators who have been able to increase rents, quote unquote, organically because of the amount of growth that we've seen the last couple of years. There are also a lot of apartment owners, primarily in properties smaller than the ones that you guys target, I would believe. But there are a lot of apartment buildings, owners and managers who have fallen behind that inflationary curve of rent rates. So there are a lot of people who are investing right now, planning to do the value add plan of 
make the units nicer, increase the rent. There are some people who are planning to increase rent without touching the units. And then there are people who overhaul. With the deals that you're pursuing right now, what kind of business plan are you pursuing for your acquisitions? We still look primarily at a value add business plan. So where we're going to go in and renovate 70 to 80% of the apartments within a complex, we want to increase the rents up to market value. And usually we want something that's 200 plus at this point below market value. So we're going to buy a unit as renting for a thousand dollars. We want, but the market allows for $1,200 a month. We can do a value add there and, and recover our money from that and add value to the property. But also some of the units are not going to be renovated. You're right. But the rents are still below market level and we can raise those rents as well. We won't do a heavy value add on all of the complex, just part of it. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's three-hour Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $2 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars twice in the last 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and real estate investors like you. You can learn more at DanaCornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to DanaCornell.com forward slash best ever and enroll today. And right now, best ever listeners, you can enroll for over $500 off. Go to DanaCornell.com forward slash best ever. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Marshall, given your construction management background, let me ask, are you still working for the Navy or are you not working for them anymore? No, I did 25 years in the Navy, retired as a captain, and then and worked in the oil and gas business with ExxonMobil and work with them in projects all over the world for about eight years. And then I started into multifamily full-time last year. Gotcha. On the apartments that you have to renovate in order to realize market rents, do you guys have a particular ratio or a particular amount that you expect to spend per apartment? When I say ratio, what I really mean is a multiple of the monthly or annual rent increase that you're willing to spend on the renovation. Do you guys have a target number like that? Well, we don't have an exact ratio like that, but 
normally we would spend seven to ten thousand dollars a unit to upgrade it to a B class or B plus class type with amenities level, I guess I should say. And I would say if you're renting for a thousand dollars a month, fifteen hundred, you're doing ten times that, I guess. Gotcha. So just quick math based on what you said, a $10,000 renovation for a $200 a month rent bump, that's 2400 over the year. That's a 24% return on your renovation dollar. That's pretty solid. And that makes a lot of sense. In my experience, Marshall, I'm an apartment owner operator in Cincinnati, a portfolio smaller than yours. I manage a hundred doors at the moment and I have my own crew. I'll tell you, I'm struggling to calculate exactly what apartment turns are going to cost, even having my own crew right now because of the way that costs have fluctuated, labor costs, but also material costs. I definitely have benefited from bringing that in house though, as tight as the labor market has been. To your point though, When I'm moving out an inherited tenant who's been there for a few years in like a C area who's not likely to qualify based on my qualification standards, I can't see myself getting out of renovating that apartment, even a one bedroom for under 5,000 right now. So it makes sense to focus on rent bumps of at least 200 bucks because that 200 bucks on a $10,000 turn is a 24% return on your money. Right. And some of the markets we're looking at in Jacksonville, for example, is we're $400 below market levels. So it even makes a better return on your investment to do that. I do think that all the construction costs have gone up lately. So it's going to be a little more expensive than what we had in mind maybe two years ago for renovating a unit. To the credit of our asset class, though, Marshall, apartment renovations are fairly simple, especially when you're at 100 unit plus buildings. You're doing the same thing over and over. So you can hone in on those expenses and you can hone in on where you ought to save. You can hone in on where you ought to spend. But also when you look at the inflationary trajectory of our economy right now, the rent growth is justifying the increase in renovation expense, at least here in Cincinnati. It sounds like you're experiencing that too, especially in Jacksonville. $400 a month is like half the rent here for a one bedroom. (laughs) So yeah. can't say no one is $400 below rent, but we get excited at least a hundred for a one bedroom. That's when we start feeling like we've got value out here. Yeah. I think we used to analyze it at a hundred. I think you're correct about that slogan, but I think now it seems like that's been elevated with the inflation rate, as well as if you find an apartment that hasn't been renovated in a long time, that's even more so that you can bring those rents up. Marshall, thus far in your investing, what's the biggest struggle that you've faced in your commercial investing as an active investor? I think for me, I did a lot of business management and financial stuff in the government as well as with ExxonMobil, but it was always kind of a budget-based finance look at things. I Now I'm looking at it as a financier type, so I need to understand some of those financing terms more. But The good news is I partner with other people who do understand those things. But for me, I'd like to work on that piece a little bit more. What my unsophisticated brain just heard you say, Marshall, is that you came from a world where you looked to max out your budget and that was considered success. And now you're in a world where keeping your spending low is what is appreciated and leads to success. Is that what you're saying? 
Yes, that's pretty much it. Because before you do have a budget and you stay within your construction budget to bring the project across the finish line. But now there's not a really a known. You're dealing with rent increases and how much construction can you do to bump up that rent? But you don't want to maximize too much construction and not get the rent. So you kind of have to play with it, but you also can do a test case, a pilot, if you will. Do a couple of units and see if they rent for that price or not. Marshall, I'm going to look into our mutual magic eight ball for the benefit of our listeners. Tell me whether or not you agree with this projection that in the economic volatility that we're experiencing right now, again, recording at the end of July, 2022, with as much as we are seeing increases in our costs, especially in our renovation costs, especially with a business plan, like a value add business plan, we're going to continue to see rent growth that justifies the cost of executing on these business plans. Inflation is a scary buzzword for a lot of people, but in our case, it effectively means that as our expenses will go up, our revenue should go up as well. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And I think what's going to happen is once you do those rental increases, the residents of those apartments will start looking, hey, is this a good thing or not for me to stay here? Do I want to move or not move? And then they start looking at comparables down the street. Can they get the same unit that they have now for that price, or are they going to pay another $300 down the street? So then they start playing the comparables game. Marshall, are you ready for the best ever lighting round? I sure am. (laughs) Awesome. What is the best ever book that you've recently read? The best ever book I recently read is Halftime by Bob Buford. I read it 10 years ago, but also when I was getting out of the Navy, but I also read it again recently. And it really is about focusing your life on the second half of your life, really. And instead of thinking about success only, how about significance? So changing your mindset to significance. How are you going to live a life of significance? That's awesome. What's your best ever way to give back? For me, I do a lot of things with my church. And I also like to mentor people that are just coming into the multifamily space. So they'll reach out to me. I'll talk to them about capital raising or joining coaching programs. But the one charity I'd like to highlight is called True Impact by my friend from the Navy. Started it. His name is Andy Stewart. And it helps build orphanages in Uganda. Nice. Thus far in your commercial real estate investing career, Marshall, what is the biggest mistake you've made and the best ever lesson that you've learned resulting from it? So interesting. I lived in Dubai when I was with ExxonMobil and my buddy and I, both of us invested in real estate and I had slowed down on my single family home rentals investing, but he was still going for it. I was starting to try to pay some of mine off so that when I retired, I would have just cash income, not have a mortgage. And he was like, no, you're crazy to do that. And so I didn't understand what multifamily syndications were at the time. This is like five years ago. Sure, sure. And looking back at that now, I'm thinking, he was right. He probably made a big increase in his net worth based off of continuing to buy a lot of rentals, whereas I have a bunch of equity. And so I'm trying to move that equity now, take that equity out of my houses and put it in multifamily. Nice. What is your best ever advice? I think the best ever advice is 
you got to believe in yourself and understand that if God gives you a vision, he's behind you and he's going to get you through to help you achieve that vision. Where can people get in touch with you? They can go to Capitano Investing Group and look me up there. I have a website for that. But also you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Awesome. Marshall, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well. If you've gained value from this episode, please do subscribe to our show. Please leave us a five-star review and share this with an investor friend of yours that you know would gain value from listening to Marshall's and our conversation today. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thank you, Slogan.